0: Well, hello everyone, and welcome to GG and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thank you for being here. Sahara Sand is upon us. It will be leaving this weekend, but it has really bothered me. So sorry about the way I sound and any sneezing, coughing, hacking that I do in the podcast, but I wanted to do the podcast. It's a little bit serious today. I want to talk about some documentaries that are on some things I have watched, and just some questions about our society, about cults, about cover-ups. A little bit serious. I get that way sometimes. I get that way pretty often. With Gary, we talk about things. We keep it light and funny and silly, and we like to find fun entertainment when we're watching things. But, But you cannot avoid some of these wonderful documentaries that are on. You owe it to... To the filmmakers and to just your knowledge of scary things in the world going on out there and that have gone on and are being revealed, the onion is being peeled back. Um, some things I'm going to talk about today on Hulu today for the first time will be you will be able to view a Ron Howard Brian Grazer backed film with the award winning, award nominated um, director Irene Taylor about the boy scouts it is leave no trace this has been a big story for years that i've known about the boy scouts um filed for bankruptcy in 2020 but this story has been out there for a very 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 long time so i'm going to talk about that i'm going to talk about age i'm going to talk about um, the differences in gender and revealing age i'm going to talk about jennifer lopez um i want to talk about her documentary a little bit i'm going to talk about just cults and people that there's a lot of talk about that right now people that cannot be swayed even when truth and proof of truth is presented to them they refuse to see it even if it's endangering them suppressing them they stay they stay in the cult cults have been around forever uh, jim jones if you don't know about the Jim Jones situation where he killed himself and a lot of other people by drinking Kool-Aid, um, yeah, look up that. And then on a little bit lighter note, but still kind of a huh kind of thing, uh, is I want to talk a little bit about Delta clubs and um, travel, air travel, This little bit. So let's kick it off and tell you, let's go ahead and talk about the the uh, the Boy Scout thing, which is debuting today on Hulu, it's uh, I believe produced backed by ABC. Um, I was a scout, I was a brownie, um, I did it because I didn't know any better as a kid. It's you 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 come along and, into this stuff and you follow. I was following my big sister and she had been a scout, uh, a Girl Scout. And so that's what I thought I wanted to be because I worshipped the ground she walked on and thought everything she did was golden until I found out you can go your own path and it's okay. And she was fine with me going my own way as I got older. She never said being the scout. She never did any of that. I, it's just when you're the younger one and the older one is leading the way for you in by a, a few years, uh, she hit a few years on me, you just do it yourself. You, you, your older sibling doesn't have to say a word, and she didn't. But I thought everything she did was golden. So when I could go in the brownies, I asked to go in the brownies. I was in the brownies. Then you you uh, move up as you get you age out uh, out of brownies. Loved brownies. Had the meetings, made all the arts and crafts and all that stuff, which was You know, I'm I'm pretty sure I never finished my macaroni jewelry box because even as a kid, I was not good at arts and crafts. But I went on up into the Girl Scouts. Well, I had been to Girl Scout camp. This Circle T, I think it was, uh, a Girl Scout camp because my mom would pick up my sister. And I just, man, they had different uh, sections for by age. kept you separated by age and as you went on up the the campsites as it were got better and better and better and now what i didn't realize even as a young girl scout i am no camper i love nature i love being outside i love to sit outside be by the ocean and all of this but to to uh, be a camper i am not i want to have a nice shower at the end of the day and uh, have a nice meal, and, um, you know, the nicer things, so when it came time for my first campout, weekend campout at the at the Girl Scout camp, they, um, it was like a lodge, really, for kids, they had these uh, different buildings, they had screens on them, um, and they were, you uh, Any other camp movie you've ever seen? It was like that, where you had so many beds in it, and then different kids were in different ones. So the section for the young kids was pretty protected. It was pretty fun, the until night fell. You know, you make s'mores, you do the they cooked the food in the in the ground with the hamburger meat and the the you know potatoes and carrots and stuff, and then you pull it out. We didn't, the leaders did, and that was pretty fun. But then when it came time to go to sleep and all that. I was on the phone calling my mom the next morning saying, please come and get me. I wasn't happy being at camp. And I did stay in Girl Scouts, but from that point on, I was less interested and finally gave it up. Um, this thing, though, this documentary is very serious. It's about all of the abuses that went on And I mean abuses in every way when I say that for years and the ensuing cover up. And I it's one of those things where I'm not sure I want to watch it because anything with children, uh, oh, it 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 will hit my hot button more than anything in the whole world. I mean, I am a nonviolent person. I do not believe in striking or hitting um, people that train their dogs by by. Bopping them with newspapers, or their hands, or rubbing their nose in their in their business—that's um, ridiculous. You reward by treats and good. You encourage good behavior by giving good behavior. So, but having said that, I think I think our precious Kudu is nine. I I'm not sure what I would do. <laughs> I'm really not sure what I would do if if um, I got wind. Um, of anything being done uh, with her, so I'm not sure if I can watch it, knowing what I know of the story and reading about it, but seeing it and, and seeing the hard facts, I know it will just make my blood boil. And things have been done, things, so there is resolution at the end of it, but just to think it went on for it as long as it did. Oh, So that's one documentary that's really worthy if you're out there. Ron Howard, Brian Grazer, this award-winning director, I'm sure it's going to be top-notch. Another one Gary and I watched together that also really got under my skin because it has to do with women uh, who have been suppressed so long uh, in so many ways. By men uh, in religious sex under the guise of religion, it is called Keep Sweet, Pray, Obey. It was one of those things where I was having a lot of allergy, and you know, head was just feeling the Sahara sand, and it's like, oh, I don't really want to watch much, but I saw that and I thought, what the heck. Keep sweet, pray, obey. What is So I started watching it, and Gary joined me. And by the end of it, by the end of it, it's, it's about uh, the Jeffs. If you are familiar with Warren Jeffs, the story, I was familiar with the name, you know, vaguely. But... If you are interested in knowing how women can be controlled and how people can be really used uh, under the the uh, the idea that this is religion, that this is God's work, it's that's what just it's like this is no God that I know. Um, it, it took a long time. This this documentary is it's really excellent, but even again. At the end, he is. It was his father really started <clears throat> this whole religious thing. It's really about money and sex and abuse. It's really bottom line. It's really what it's about, and abusing men as well as women in that they use them for labor <clears throat> and so forth. Uh, again, uh, by the end there is. Um, there is some sort of resolution to the situation, but not really by the end. Uh, there is accountability for crimes. Oh, definitely, <clears throat> which, which was uh, really good. It went from Utah, Arizona to Texas. And so the, the thing that was really enjoyable about it, <clears throat> a little bitty newspaper in El Dorado, Texas, and that's how they said it. I thought it would be El Dorado, but no, they said El Dorado. Texas sort of, uh, he said, I have a daughter, and he wasn't going to let this thing go. And this little bitty paper was sort of the catalyst, in a way, uh, for really pushing this forward. Things had been done and said, but this this publisher owner of this little newspaper uh, was instrumental in, in really cracking this. And it's it's quite a story. Uh, keep sweet, pray, and obey. So uh, check that out too. Um, now let's talk about J-Lo. I'm a big fan of J-Lo. I love her music. I think she's talented, dancer, everything. I watched her at 2 o'clock in the morning when I had insomnia and turned that on and I went, hmm, it's called Halftime. And it follows... Uh, Jennifer Lopez through a, a period of time leading up to her appearance with Shakira at the Super Bowl. What you come, what I came away from that realizing is women really do have to work harder. They really do have to. And in her culture, being Latina, she wasn't enough. In other words, to headline it like men were. They also brought in Shakira, who is also a great talent, uh, to headline the Super Bowl. But what you really, what I really came away with was just realizing how she'll keep working hard and she will keep doing what she does. But people really were more interested in her private life than what she is capable of doing so if you get a chance watch it it's very entertaining and it really will give you it will give you pride as a woman and it will be upsetting as a woman when you watch it because you really do and if you've ever worked in corporate america it's the same thing it's not just the entertainment industry it's the same thing in corporate america those battles have moved forward, but they're still going on. Oh yeah, they're still going on. It goes on socially. If you've ever just sat quietly back at a dinner party and you see certain women talking about, you know, kind of serious topics or hot topics and are they always listened to with attention or respect? Mm, not not always. Mm-mm. And then, Quickly, it's turned, oh, you know, condescending, okay. And then to the man, to the men. And then, oh, then it becomes serious. Not always, I'm just saying, but it happens. It does happen. So that's another documentary that I highly recommend. Now let's talk about ageism, men, women, gender. In the J. Lo documentary, they talk about her body. They ask her point blank in interviews, Billy Bush did for Access Hollywood, ask her what she thought about her butt. Is this something you would do to a man? But they also focused on her age. Now that you're 50, now that you're 50, now that you're 50, okay, what does it have to do with anything? And do you ask that of entertainment men Do you, when they come on your your talk show? They don't. As a rule, they, they really don't. Unless you're Tony Bennett and you're 80 and you're still working, they may say something to you then, but it's rare. But for women, it's the norm. And it has nothing to do with anything. If you're if we're still rocking and rolling and we're still kicking, what does it matter? I know people that are 20 that act 80 and people that are 80 that act 20. It's about living life. Right after I watched the, the um chalo thing. The very next morning, well, that same morning. Later, I was reading, <clears throat> ran across a little little blip about Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell been together thirty some odd years. And it was a photo of them. And <clears throat> how she was wearing a swimsuit and Goldie Hawn, comma seventy six, comma so forth, so forth. And Kurt Russell shirtless. In the same cut line, cut lines, a little thing that goes under a photo. Well, gee, folks, I know he's younger than her by a couple years, but still, in all, there it was, right there. So I went, yeah, uh huh, there it is. It's right there. Why is that, people? Why, number one, why do we care? Why do we care? Why are we obsessed with it as a culture? I keep asking this question on my podcast. There is no answer. All right, just right, I'm going to wrap up with travel because my voice is about to give out. Um, Delta Airlines caused a big to-do. Now, when Gary and I go on Amtrak, we are way Amtrak members for their VIP lounge. And it's fantastic. When you arrive in New York City, for example, you you go into their VIP lounge, you check your bags, you sit down, you have all of their goodies that are in there for your comfort, nice restrooms, food, drink. It's fantastic. And the new one, Moynihan in New York, is absolutely fabulous. I'm not kidding, fabulous. It is the best VIP lounge you're ever going to be in. So they're important for people that travel a lot. And oh, and by the way, at Amtrak, then they they guide you. They take you to your train. It's fantastic. But Delta, um, if you travel a lot and you have a lot of layovers and you are in an airport a lot, you need the lounges for your sanity, for your relaxation. Just they're important. They they truly are. If you do a lot of travel, whether it's business or pleasure, it doesn't matter. Travel is tough, air travel is extremely difficult. I hate it anymore, I've hated it for years, but I hate it even more now. Delta came out, made a big fuss, because they they limited in their sky clubs uh, your time in the lounge. It's like, it had been, when you first get there, like most um, you go in and you, you start being in their lounge. Well, then they came out and they said, just. A couple days ago, you could only enter the VIP lounge three hours before your flight. Caused a big up, uproar. Guess what they had to do? They had to backpedal. <clears throat> so that's that's out. So if your Delta is not my favorite airline, I really don't like it. As a matter of fact, I, I just don't. I, I would give anything of travel without it costing you, uh, the, you know, the arm, the limb, the... Your blood and everything else to get a decent seat. I, I get it. you can get them, of course, you can uh, get decent seats on planes, especially for long flights. You can get them, yeah. Many people do. Do you want to give that to the airlines? If you do, more power to you, yeah. but it's absolutely absurd. So, anyway, um, that is about it for today with my Sahara sand, which will be leaving this weekend, I hope. Uh, Thank you for being here. I know you're out there and let us hear from you. We do appreciate hearing from you. Don't forget to find us on YouTube. We have videos there for you to see. Check us out. Check our website, northpalmbeachlife.com. A lot of stuff is there. Our recent trip with our nine-year-old granddaughter is there with lots of pictures and stuff. It's just really fun. Gary writes for All Things Cruise. You can find him there, G-E-R-R-Y pronounce Gary. Go find him. Find my books on Amazon. Don't forget Pamela Barker. I'm out there. So buy some books for summer. Read them. They're just light reading. No big deal. Just fun because you got to keep it fun. Am I right about that? Well, I think so. Again, I thank you for being with me. These podcasts are always available on our website as as well as iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and many, many other platforms. So we're out there, like it or not. Thanks for being here at GG in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Stay with me.